Uncoverables. That was a tune by Nick Fraser off of his 2016 album Stare. Uh, today's episode is going to feature um, bits and pieces of an interview I did with Nick over the summer about this album. Um, I'm not going to do too much of an introduction for uh, the music on this episode. I think I'm going to mostly uh, try out some just 
different stuff from uh, not not just jazz. I know I've, I've mostly had jazz episodes. Uh, most of my connections are in jazz, so um, I uh, <laughs> haven't had it. Uh, but I'm I'm working on it. This week I'm I'm doing an interview with um, a, more of a sound artist type of thing. So stay tuned for that. Um, but anyways, what I'm trying to say is that um, for the music of this episode after the Nick Fraser and interview it's going to be um some electronic music and some other singles of varying genres that um i'm interested in so um for those of you who are here for just nick fraser just fans of jazz i will uh just jump right into the interview here um which includes a lot of music from the album and uh it's just sort of chopped up and um yeah i hope you like it and uh, yeah, I'm just going to hand it over to myself. And uh, if you want to try out some uh, different genres and different singles that are coming down the pipe for the next couple months, stick around after. But uh, for now, here's uh, the interview portion of this episode. We've moved on to the interview portion of this episode of The Uncoverables. You're hearing Nick Fraser right now on the drums there. That's his group from, uh, I guess it's his quartet, which he uh, made the album Starer with last year. Definitely a real highlight of the Canadian free and improvised music scene of uh, 2016. And um, this is an older interview that I did pretty much just after the release of that album. It's uh, with Nick, and um, he talks a ton about just, like, you know, his approach to music as a whole and um, improvisation and his a lot of his sort of, like, philosophies behind what he does. But uh, we also get a bit of an introduction to this group to start off. Um, I've just pulled some uh, cool sound bites from the interview. I'll uh, guide you through uh, some of the topics we're speaking about. And um, yeah, so uh, sit tight. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, beginning of the episode and um, hopefully you enjoy some of uh, Nick's philosophies. And uh, yeah. First, uh, first up is just going to be a bit of an introduction on this project and um, the group that uh, he's working with here. So listen in. In 2013, I started uh, a quartet with Tony Malaby and Andrew Downing and Rob Clutton. And um, the original idea was to have two bass players and me and Tony. Um, that was kind of inspired by um, 
the late Ornette Coleman music um, that was documented on his record Sound Grammar, and um, also there's a Bill Dixon recording with William, actually with William and Barry Guy and Tony Oxley that is really a wonderful recording where they have two bass players in the, the um, and uh, so that was my original idea. But um, Andrew suggested that he play cello on it, and it actually turned out to be a great idea because then he can kind of play both sides of the fence. He can play, you know, sometimes in music I like to think about teams or sections, you know, so um, in that quartet, uh, Andrew and Rob and I can be the rhythm section, and and Tony can be the soloist, but also uh, Andrew can play a real melodic role, and he and Tony can be a team, and um, and Andrew and Rob can be a string section. So it can really um, shift in terms of our instrumental roles and our, um, you know, I can try to think of it as a string quartet where we're passing back and forth the kind of, uh, you know, maybe at a certain point, Tony is the is the first violin, um, but maybe at another point, I am, and he's more like the violist playing the middle, the middle portion. You know, I mean, there are solos, but a lot of the playing that we do is is largely collective. You know, where we're all playing at once, and we're trying to uh, navigate that field. You know, Rob is really—I wouldn't say necessarily responsible—but he he plays very well in that kind of realm where the bass can be a real uh, shifting. Uh, can can be a shifting sand, you know. It's not mm. it's not something that you latch onto, as you say. Like there's a there's a repetitive baseline. He can really uh, move in and out of the background and foreground. Now that we've got a bit of an introduction to the group, um, we're going to get into sort of Nick's mentality around improvisation. Um, you know, beyond, uh, be, you know, he's not, his group isn't um, isn't one of those groups that just improvises in the studio. Um, he does write compositions, but, um, you know, that's really what he values as a music- musician. He wants to be improvising and uh, not just in the sense that uh, the, the sense of not playing 
a, a melody that is written on a page in front of you also in the sense of going out onto the stage and expecting to play in a way that you've never played before in a way it's sort of pushing yourself to improvise on a larger scale than just um you know playing a scale based solo over a chord change so um we're gonna get into that and he also talks a bit about a book um by uh um Derek Bailey, that's what it's called, Improvisation, It's Nature and Practice in Music. So he's going to reference some of that um, ideology in uh, the next quote. So uh, check it out. And uh, all these samples that uh, you're hearing musically are from the album Starer. So uh, hope you enjoy those. Hope you go out and buy it. <laughs> um, but yeah, here's uh, Nick's take on improvisation and what it means to him. template for the group is free improvisation um, but that the compositions will kind of um, give us a starting point or a landing point um, you know I like the compositions to be to be areas for exploration rather than a specific um, a specific thing where this has to happen I don't have orchestrational or or instrument uh, you know, instrumentation ideas that are fixed. I want it to be more about the improvising. I feel like some people find the fulfillment uh, in music out of um, making something same every time. Mm. Uh, like I've been in a number of situations where something improvised will happen um, on a gig and whoever the band leader is will say, oh, that was so great when you did the such and such. Let, let's keep it. Let's keep that moment where you do it, you know, where, you know, where you do that thing, whatever that thing might have been. And um, I always think that the thing that made that, uh, that event, that improvised event so great was that it was improvised. If you, if you have this kind of like keep it in the show mentality, then you're actually preventing other amazing improvised events to happen. And so for myself as a band leader and, and uh, even even in my work, you know, accompanying other people, I want to try to create a, a situation where um, I'm allowing, I'm opening up the field for improvised events to happen, which might mean that you throw them all out the next night. On the album, the readings of the composition are stricter than how we play them when we play live. But there are still some some significant improvised events that you know that that happen on on the record that I'm really proud of. You know, um, but it would be impossible to to recreate them. You know, I don't want I don't want to recreate them. One of the great things about Tony uh, is that he is like a highly committed improviser. He really wants to um, be improvising. And I've been thinking about that a lot as a kind of ethos because I went right from playing with him. Uh, we did a short tour at the beginning of May and then I came out to Calgary and was doing this 
uh, dance show where, um, you know, there's there's definitely some improvisation, but it's quite scripted in terms of, you know, it's a it's a choreographed show, so we're playing the same pieces in the same spots every night, like for the same amount of time to hook in with the, with the choreography, and uh, the show's been running for two weeks, and I'm trying to find um, each. Uh, I'm trying to find a way to improvise whether it's orchestration on the drums or a slightly different rhythm or a slightly different um, uh, feeling or texture or timbre that um, I'm trying to find a way to, to do that and still fulfill my role mm. so that I'm still improvising but I'm, um, I'm picking my spots and it's it's a it's a challenge, you know. It's a little sort of challenge that I've um, worked out for myself. You know. Quite a ways back in uh, 2016, I wrote a bit of a review of this album, and I w- one of the things I really like about it is it's super quick hitting. You know, I think the longest track is 10 minutes, but it's only one really at that length. The rest are quite short. Um, so um, Nick actually read that, and uh, we kind of had a nice moment where uh, we addressed some of his uh, goals as a musician and and um, how. Um, I would manage to pick up on some of the stuff he was trying to do. Um, Yeah, so uh, take a quick listen to that. Things develop more slowly in performance. Um, And also, I've been working, you know... um, on trying to be more patient as an improviser and um, working on developing my de- my ideas over my themes over a longer period of time, sticking with things and not being um, uh, yeah not bringing things to a close quickly, but but trying to hang with them. But I think it's true that on there um, there's like a quicker kind of development and and. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, I mean, we've got a, a bunch of people wrote about the the record, and, and nobody else kind of picked up on that, so I thought it was interesting. Also, thought it was interesting that, it, that it's something that I'm trying to kind of not not um, not get rid of, but address, because I think with improvisation, you know, you're always coming up against, or not coming, you're it's a it's a way of discovering your own musical instincts. Hmm. And again, you can, you can discover those and just go with them or you can try to shift them. It's like improvisation on a larger scale. You know, you know, one of the things that I love about Tony is that he, 
and everybody in the group, is that they, they sort of prioritize artistic development and evolution in their in their work, and that's something for me to shoot for and to uh, to you know I admire it. And I think towards the end there is pretty much uh, wraps up Nick's M.O. Uh, he's uh, he's someone who's just always looking to push himself into a new musical place. And um, he had one final little quote here that sort of uh, puts the whole interview in summation. So um, we're going to hear that and then uh, return to some music on this episode of The Uncoverables. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, interview. Having awareness, awareness of your own uh, musical instincts, as I was saying. Through awareness, we can create change.
So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nick Frazier, um, amazing Canadian musician and um, improviser and uh, a well-spoken uh, man on the on the mic. <laughs> um, if you're still sticking around, I hope uh, hope you weren't too scared by that last one. I'm just gonna just gonna run through some uh, semi-new releases, I guess. Uh, not really jazz. Uh, I've done a lot of jazz shows in the past couple weeks. Don't have a lot of jazz reviews up and coming. So I'm just kind of going through some other stuff. That one we just heard was by Jinta's K off of the new album Under My Skin, I think. <laughs> That's on Chronica Records out of Portugal. Um, great album there. I'll be working on a review of that. Uh, next up, I've got another mo- I've got another Canadian uh number for you. Uh, this one's a Montrealer, Sarah Devachi, great uh, sort of drone and ambient musician. And um, this track is off of her uh, November release, uh, so not not exactly a new release. Um, but um, yeah, it's called Vergers. Um, Sarah's a really, really talented um, musician, and she's sort of gotten some uh, acclaim outside of the city with this one. Um, it's out on... Um, important records and it is uh important that you go look it up you can also listen to the whole thing on sarah devachi's band camp if you want to do that then you should probably buy it afterwards <laughs> gotta support these musicians um yeah so here it is sarah devachi tune uh this one is called ghosts and all again off of her album vergers um which uh i didn't really get around to last year but uh I've been meaning to give it a full couple listens, but um, from what I've heard, it's uh, very, very good, and um, we're lucky to have her in uh, Montreal. And then after that, I'll have two short pop tunes for you. One's by Baltimore-based Sneaks, who uh, she's she's just an awesome sort of post-punk musician. Um, I saw her live over the summer, and she she just kicks it with a bass. Um, she sings and she uses a drum machine, although on this one, it's kind of like a dance pop tune, but, uh, all her tunes are like a minute and a half long, but they're just super awesome. They've got this really cool, like blunt lyricism to them. And, um, I hope you enjoy that. And then to finish off the show, we've got uh, new content from the Courtney's off of flying nun records in New Zealand. Uh, We're going to hear the first tune on that record called Silver Velvet. And um, that's it. Um, So, yeah, hopefully you stick around to listen to some tunes. And um, hopefully you uh, get pumped for some new releases outside of the jazz idiom if you were here for Nick Frazier. If you were here from Nick Frazier and only like jazz, um, you can turn it off if you want to. Or maybe uh, try and branch out. Always healthy to branch out. Again, you're listening to The Uncoverables. And uh, yeah, just got three tunes for you to finish off the show. Donovan out. Hopefully you stick around for all of it. I'd love to to show these um, great songwriters and um, musicians to uh, some new ears.
to the formula I said sail to the formula I said sail to the formula 